When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's episode two, season six of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Two hundred and sixteen. Episodes down. Yeah, man. Roll deep. So deep. We're on Facebook Live. Um, don't know the end of that. Uh, today we've got Bardi, Felonious Filth, um, we've got Windy, and myself, T. How you doing, boys? Good, thank you. Good. Good. All good. Fucking hell. Really? Well, Windy's ill. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to mention that. <laughs> if, I, if I cough and sneeze, I apologise. You've, you've been disease free for 18. For 18 months of no colds. No illness, and uh, yeah, it hit me. I had a had a day out on uh, on the booze on Saturday, and then Sunday morning I woke up. But the thing is, it takes three throat. days to like hibernate. So you got right? to try and figure out who who, who I came into contact with. Because yeah. there'll be somewhere I like to work out where I got sick, so then I know exactly who to blame. You, know, you, you always is. have to blame somebody when you get ill. And then plot your revenge. Plot, I, I, it's kids' birthday parties. I always get sick after going to like kids' birthday parties. You start behaving a bit better then, shouldn't you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so the uh, the Facebook Live experience, experience, the experiment went pretty well last week. Uh, people, a lot of people whinging about uh, us not sitting down. It's a big thing, apparently. But we find that the chemistry is a little bit better. Not from the start of this podcast, otherwise it's been wooden as fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, big shout out to Matt Gottrell, a friend of Billy T. He's rowing for Great Britain currently in the in the Olympics, won their first heat on Monday. Imagine, though, if they f- just fouled. Because no, every, you've got to win gold. You have to win gold. It's, the, it's rowing. It's Britain. What, it's what we it's do. What, we good. Do. <laughs> what, what do we do better than, than rowing? Q. Oh, fucking right. Uh, so big shout out. Matt listens to the podcast, so um, we'll all be rooting for you as you go for gold for Great Britain. What a thing, though. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely superb. It's, um, Apparently, there's a co- I think there's a couple of Spurs fans in the team. He might, I think he's not just the only Spurs fan, but they, they race on Saturday in the final. Really? So, yeah. What time? Do you know? I don't actually know, sorry. He's in the men's coxed eight. Um, I was wondering if he does get in gold, he could do a little celebration for us because he does listen to the podcast like a like a little swing of his. Because you know when when they when they've when they won, everyone's looking at their cocks. Everyone, <laughs> not the not the guy at the front, their actual penises, <laughs> aren't they? Am I'm, I the only one that yeah, looks at their cocks? Probably just you, mate. Just no, you ain't, no, ain't. you're being coy because of the. But Matt was the one who asked the uh, Happy Meal question when Billy was first on the pod, so um, yeah. he's fully aware of. We, we didn't get much back on that. I mean, I, I tried bravely, but I failed miserably. <laughs> but, um, your, your, your challenge was terrible. It was worst one ever. He was eating not at normal, normal speed. speed. And then yeah. going, oh. <laughs> I was about, to be fair, I'd been drinking and eating all day, so... I thought about, but the Happy Meal challenge is... Um, 
So there's a burger, drink, and fries. Because yeah. they get different variations. Right. You get and you get to stuff. eat them as quickly as you possibly can. So happy yeah, meal challenge. Online, there's a guy who eats one in about 11 seconds. Yeah. Fucking thing, it's ridiculous. So. It just inhales it, man. Fuck <laughs> like me. Uh, so we should quickly deal with the Mitchell situation. We don't want to date the podcast too off too quickly, but... Um, so it's come out through the mail that Mitchell has resigned at Tottenham and, and if it is true it's the first kind of moment since Pochettino's take it's just been a kind of just a, just a, an ascendance to what we hope will be an amazing few seasons at Tottenham and this has kind of marked a moment where I don't know maybe things aren't going as well as before well he's become the manager full time now not, not head coach but manager so maybe it's part of that I'm not, I'm not sure, but it has come out of the blue, um, the, the infamous black box, meant to bring us all these gems. I mean, did he bring in Eric Dyer, or was that before his time? That's before his time, but he brought in Kevin Wimmer. So what's it? possibly Ali. So and what's Son. The Son. Don't forget Son. Sonny. But Mackenzie and him, what's the difference between the pair of them? I'm not sure, because I thought... Um, they, were they both Mackenzie, recruiting players? Player identification or something. Okay. What's that mean? Identifies players. <laughs> for that well, who does what? I don't know. I mean, is there I, a demarcation of tasks here? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's unhappy. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's too much overlap. Maybe he hasn't got enough uh, power for his liking. Maybe, maybe Pochettino's promotion <laughs> hasn't affected his job. Like he shares. A, he shares a desk. Just one desk, two chairs, <laughs> two little laptops on there. You know. Oh, my own fucking desk! <laughs> this is an outrage. He doesn't have a desk. He's got a black box. What more than he? <laughs> is that a real thing? The black apparently, box. Apparently, yeah. So this is about you can pull up any player at any time. On screen. It's yeah. just YouTube. That's all he does. He goes through YouTube. It's, it's, Mad it's, skills and fix a player. Specific technology. But I think it's like the um, Carragher and Neville thing on Sky where they're sort of dragging stuff around with their fingers. And, yeah. yeah, I think that's the idea. Of it. The thing is, Mitchell's always going to get judged on the players he's signed. And um, we've been looking for a strike. Well, we don't know. We, we don't know who, if his player's going to work. NG was definitely got to be one of his. And that <laughs> hasn't worked. I think by and large it's been alright in the transfers. I think um, Stambouli and Fazio probably the only two real nightmares in the last couple of seasons. Stambouli's not even a nightmare. No, no, no. I'm just saying um, compared to people like Vimmer and... If Son doesn't do anything else, that's a catastrophic signing. Really? I don't think so. Yeah? 22 million? 22 million is nothing. Andre, Andre Ayew went to West Ham for 20 million. We sell Son now, we get our money back. Yeah. For 20, what is it, 22 mil? Something yeah. like that. Come on, man. You don't actually believe that. But he's going to spend 22 million on him now. Yes. He won us Who? points, though. He won us six points, for example. That off the top of my head, probably won more. Mm. So the, the Palace game, what the Watford game away. No, don't get me wrong, I'm not digging him out. I'm, not, I'm just saying, for what, for what we paid for him, his contribution to Tottenham so far hasn't been significant. Yeah, I think he joined late as well. He joined late in the windows as well. So he didn't have a pre season. This pre season is at the Olympics, so. It's been a couple of full starts for him. I'm expecting big things from Son this year. I'm not. I mean, it takes <laughs> it takes a full year for players to settle sometimes. And I mean, we saw with Lamella the impact that just being patient can have. And look at what he's doing now. I mean, Lamella is one of our key players going into the new season. So hopefully this time next year we'll be saying similar things about Son. All right. So Paul Mitchell, as far as I understand it, is... Um, is the, the kind of first link towards Pochettino in player recruitment. So if it is true that he, he, he has put his resignation in, that is something that, that, that needs to be... It's concerning to some degree. Because what we thought, we had a, 
a map of staff that, that work in well together and, and pulling in, in one direction. Because these are the kind of things you talk about as a fan of Tottenham, that everyone's pulling in the same direction and perhaps it's not as rosy as we think. Or this is completely normal for a company our size and sometimes staff members are going to fall out. People leave jobs all the time. I don't think we can read too much into it. Eventually the truth will come out. Until then, it's quite sad because we had a lot of faith in Mitchell, but, you know. No, well, that's it. And there's, presumably there's a team working beneath Mitchell, so... <laughs> Either you could promote someone from within, yeah. or you know you've got continuity there with the, the people that are still Things, working. Behind when Arneson left, we were heartbroken, and then Kamoli comes in and signs some decent players. You know, I think we, we also lost Inglethorpe to to Liverpool. Yeah, yep. and we've done all that since he's gone, and that was him. He was a, he was like a big name at the time, bringing through lots of youth players. Yep. So well, Troy Townsend alluded to the fact that Inglethorpe wasn't the genius behind the behind the, the curtain or whatever it might be. It was, it was actually McDermott. McDermott. McDermott's the key man but I mean Inglethorpe's a good coach in his own right yeah. and there's no doubt we've suffered a bit because McKenna's a much less experienced um, coach at under 18 level but I mean he's got to learn the trade somewhere and if they've got faith in him then I'm all for it Who's the under 21 coach this year? Ekio He's still there <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just <laughs> a little bit of sick come up in <laughs> the bile I thought the way you were talking about him I thought that was it for him I thought he was done I didn't think he'd be kept on either I'm surprised I, I was surprised I was surprised especially when he was experimenting with Anton Walks as number 10 last year that was just nuts but mm. hey what do I know? Alex likes him number 10 He's right played, back, he's played back everywhere back. Anton Walks yeah. He looked good on the uh Pre-season friendlies in Australia, I thought. Walks. Apart from the the header, yeah, I mean, that was unlucky though. I mean, he's stretching for a high ball. Yeah, that's fair. Um, new season. Um, it's it's kind of hard after six years, five years, and six seasons to start with the same enthusiasm as we do every year. But you know, are you excited about what's going to happen? Yeah, are, you, gen- are you worried about the seven or eight great managers that we've got in this league and whether we can compete with them? We haven't signed perhaps all of the players that we intend to at this stage should it be unfair to judge the position that we're going to be in for the rest of the season but it starts on Saturday how do you think we're going to do what are your what are your thoughts Wendy well I mean it's really hard to kind of try and gauge where we are because like you say there's all these new high profile new managers um, a lot of thought of a lot of them very highly rated lots of money spent something like 800 million pounds spent in the transfer window We've had this levelling about out of clubs because of the the TV money um, coming in and, and just changing everything. Um, so it's really hard to gauge our progress. And I wrote an article last week and I kind of said, actually, we want to benchmark our performance against ourselves rather than other teams in a way. And all I want to see is more progression. You know, it's going to be difficult next year because we've got the Champions League rather than the Europa League. And it's a whole nother level. We've not been used to that. But it's really exciting. I mean, that's... That's kind of what we've been looking forward to for a number of seasons. Um, so to have a genuinely good team and be in the Champions League, I mean, the, the Wembley thing is, some people like it, some people don't like it. I think those Champions League nights at Wembley are going to be amazing with that many Spurs fans yeah. in one place. Have we, have we even nearly sold out Wembley yet? I don't think we have, no. Um, the demand was there, wasn't there? But yeah, the, but the they, said, wasn't. they said 41,000 which is um, less than half the stadium. So I presume they're going to release more for, for, for general sale. Is that 41,000 plus the season ticket holders? Not really clear. It's all very it's all very murky. I mean, I don't think the club are that happy of ticket marks because it was a bit of a shambles, the whole, the whole thing, really. Yeah. Um, but I'd imagine they'll be keeping some aside for, for general sale. For football this season, I'm really excited. I think um, the Premier League is probably 
Probably the best. I know everyone always goes on about what's the best league in the world, but it generally is the best league. There's seven teams. It's like back in the heydays of like Serie A, where you had like the the seven sisters, the Sette Sorelle, and this year in England you got seven teams who can who could win the Premier League. It's brilliant, and um, of course this makes me worried about Tottenham. But as a football fan, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. 38, 38 games, man. We uh, we did this thing for Ball Street, uh, which is like a season predictor. And we predicted, I somehow managed to get Arsenal a sixth in the predictor, which, I mean, I was honest in what my appraisal was but it, of Arsenal's chances this season, but it probably was tainted a little bit by my own bias because I, fin- I had Spurs finishing, um, I won't tell you actually because the video's not out yet, but uh, yeah, so Arsenal finishing sixth. And um, the, the comments you should see on this video, I am getting pelters, which uh, obviously makes me erect. <laughs> uh, so big, big, um, big result against Inter Milan. And they sacked their boss too. See, Mancini. Yeah, they got yeah. rid of him. Yeah, really. Another yeah. high-profile sacking. Yeah, see. Uh, so that's we, what we did. We did that. We did that, man. We got Mancini sacked yeah. in a pre-season friendly. That's some achievement. Fuck about. I mean, mate. if we don't do anything else this season, we've done something already. We made him unemployed. <laughs> we made the man unemployed. He's gone. Body's not sad about body. Hates. Him. I fucking hate Mancini. Why? I don't know, just the way he... I used to, I had, like, even though he stood on Parker's head, I used to have like a proper man crush on Balotelli. I loved him. And the way Mancini treated Balotelli made me angry. And then his whole antics on the sideline, the way he handled you just, tennis. You love football, didn't you? You yeah. just love the sport. I love football. See, I don't. I think it's all right. Either. I think it's all right, but I love Tottenham. I fucking like fuck all the others. I don't could give a shit out how any of those teams. Do. Wendy loves football. Don't break my heart, Wendy. I love football. There you go. I'll tell you what. When um, T do, loves do, you, do you watch I football that doesn't football. involve Tottenham? Uh, not so much these days. Do you, buddy? Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. today they were talking about um, the Pogba, how much it, how much he costs, and all the rest. We got got the talking heads of um, Carragher and Sunes. I mean. The ex Liverpool players, what the fuck are you asking those cunts for? Yeah. Mm. Why would, if I'm a Man U fan, why do I care what those cunts think about my player? And I love the 90 minutes. I love the 90 minutes, but I just hate all the. Um, I just hate that these footballers are dumb as fuck and they're experts. Just fuck I, off. I, com- I, I completely agree with that. I hate the, the ex footballer pundits. I hate the uh, match of the day line up all that kind of shit that's why I give BT a little bit of credit because they've, they've mixed the ex-players with journos with like James Richardson and Horncastle yeah. I think that's a good blend I don't think it's worth just having ex-players you just mm-hmm. kind of spout cliches and obviously a lot of players have got their friends of players so they don't want to say anything too bad and it's a bit disingenuous I find Okay. You, what your reaction to us beating six one uh, in a six sorry, one yeah. was it sorry was it tempered by the fact that we've been here before? Well, like, Roma mm, five nil Roma before uh, season two thousand seven two thousand. I think I think this is a little bit different because at Roma was at home. I think it sold out as well, so the crowd is really on it. This is a, this is in neutral territory. Was we had won every game that preseason. Yeah, exactly. We scored thirty three goals in five matches, and Darren Bent scored thirteen. And to Santos smashed it. Remember the remember the final game and the Dortmund game. Yeah, but if it was a bit different this time, if it was like um, I mean. I think a lot of people were impressed by Jansen, he's an ox. He's not, we've not had that kind of striker in years. Someone can really hold the ball up and it's strong. And a lot of the a lot of strikers have had are you know, either poachers or people who are a bit more silky. So they've had Berbatov and Soldado. They've both got a nice touch. They don't like hold players, they don't hold up players and bring other people into play as much. So That was smart play for Addy's goal. He had nothing, no yeah. room to play with at all. Held the man off, played the perfect pass. Mm. And the thing that struck me about Jansen 
is how young he is. Like he looks like you look at him, you think, oh, you know, mid twenties. Yeah. He's he's younger than he's a year younger than um, NG, not even a year, and he's a year older than Bentaleb. He's sort of between those two. He's twenty two years old. Yeah. He's had three seasons of, of playing professional football. Although he's he's shown like he's improved year on year, so the signs are good. Um, but he's like he says, an absolute ox. Brilliant, brilliant at kind of holding off defenders and looks like he's good at working the channels like Kane as well. I just love his story though because he was at Feyenoord for years, didn't make it there, went down a couple of divisions. Almar City, or something. yeah, and you know smashed it. Then I think he's someone. I think Pochettino sees that enemy, sees it, he, he admires it. He's kind of you know prepared to work hard in his game. Or did Paul Mitchell? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. But I think that result. I mean. It's funny. It's funny with preseason football because you can either get overexcited over a result or just say it means nothing. I think forty-eight hours after that, Liverpool beat Barcelona four-nil. Yeah. Then they lost four-nil the following day. Yeah. So what can you read into it? I think you got people like Winks and Carter Vickers who are getting more and more comfortable playing with the first team, and that's something that's encouraging because it's rumored. I mean, it's rumored that Vimmer might not make Saturday's game, so you might see Carter Vickers in the game. So it's encouraging. Well, starting. Because Vim is injured and Fatonga's injured. So there's a chance. Like, I mean, obviously, by the time this comes out, it might, be, it might emerge that Fatonga's fit. But Yeah. yeah so. um, what, what, you've been talking about Carter Vickers for a long time, Wendy. That he's, you know, he's good enough. He has the physical attributes to, to make it in the Premier League. Um, he didn't look as short as I thought he would. I was always under this impression, under this impression that he's very like small. He's his hench, though. He's proper wedge. Yeah, it makes him look taller because he's, he's so beefy. Yeah. Proper wham. Beefy. Wham. How, how short is he? Like six foot, like five eleven, six oh, foot. Fucking hell, that's pretty big. It's that's fine, fine isn't it? Yeah, like I Chris thought... Perry was like what five foot three or something. <laughs> what, the rash, five three centre back. The rash. Is that was that his nickname? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and the, the thing rash. is, the way our team works, so what if a player wins a header against them because we've always got someone covering behind? It's just the way we set and up. Sweep the keeper as well. Yeah, exactly. bit of a baptism fire, isn't it? Going into Goodison Park, big yeah. atmosphere against the Lukaku. Against the Lukaku. If they're selling by then, yeah. Yeah, they've been linked to um, Luca. They've been linked to Balassi and linked to Ashley Williams. So they might have a whole new team. I think team. they've just, just signed Ashley Williams. Oh, that's been confirmed. Yeah, I think so. That's well. a I mean, smart. Balassi for eighteen million, though. I mean, fuck's sake, and they rejected that. Madness. Yeah, they were, I think we bid a similar amount at some point last season. I would like to say about the the Inter game though that I was quite quite nice about how Kane was playing. He looks really fucking sharp. And he almost looks leaner, and it's like he's spent the whole week, the whole summer doing press ups because he looks toned. He looks ready. He doesn't it's look. A <laughs> he doesn't look like he's he's lost anything. He looks like he's gained again. Yeah, that finish on um, the, the second the, one the was second. unbelievable. It was, but we've seen it before. You knew, I wasn't surprised when it so went in. Quick. Was, yeah, it should have been yeah, a little bit. But the strike was great. The, like, the strike, technique yeah. was perfect, and Lamella's goal was something else as well. Lamella's looks so good in preseason. Yeah, yeah, he really has. I'm really expecting quite, big things from him. Quite excited about him. In the same way that I wasn't disappointed with the loss to Atletico Madrid and Juve, um, I wasn't hugely excited by the winning in Simple Land. They're pre-season friendlies. They well, mean it's, nothing. It's, it's, it's like sparring, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it, it really doesn't mean anything. And, and the kind of reaction to us losing on Twitter, those those games against Juve and, and Atletico Madrid with a back line included Walks and Walker-Peters, it's just, it was just Not bizarre. Walker-Peters. Not Walker-Peters. Not Walker, sorry. <laughs> no, the other one. Can't 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 Not the other one like that. Don't... See, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? No, but... Um... <laughs> 
But no, it's, it's just sparring. You're trying out different formations. You tried out Kane and Jansen up front, for example, against Inter. We've had one up front in, in patches. Sharon Harrison comes in and gets a goal. Do wonders for his confidence. So it's all about just trying things out in pre-season. I think Pochettino... And I reckon, I reckon the players as well know who's going to play against Everton already. I think, I think they know the starting eleven. It's not one of those things where no one knows if they're going to be in or not. I think it's, a, mm. it's an established thing where the eleven is there, but people who are below are striving to make the first eleven top. Hype train around Carlos... Again, Marcus Edwards. <laughs> Carlos Can, Edwards. Carlos Edwards. <laughs> he did have a hype train around him as well. Carlos Edwards, do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Yeah. Was he the Ipswich player? <clears throat> yeah. Because Angelin for a bit as well. Uh, yeah. Luton, he started out. Who cares? That doesn't like that, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, go on. Tell us more about <laughs> him. Go. Yeah, yeah, well, because, you know, there was worries about his attitude. There was worries about him not signing a new contract. He... he, he there was rumours that he was only signing a new contract if he got guarantees, verbal or otherwise, that he would be a part of the first team squad. And a squad number as well, that was part of the deal. I can't imagine... They've given him that, haven't they? What has he got? Number 10. The numbers aren't enough. Yeah, number 10. <laughs> I, can, I, can, can you imagine? I'm Marcus Edwards, give me number 10. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that Pochettino would have bowed to any of those demands unless they were warranted in some degree. Um, if he's good enough to be around the first team squad at 17, just turned 18. 17 still. 17. Yeah. Then he has... You can understand in modern football where these demands come from, so let's not be too harsh. And he's probably been advised, so he's going to do what he's advised, so whether that's good advice or not. But whatever, he signed a new contract, two years, pro contract. So how excited are you now that, that all of that's in the past and we can actually let, let see him play football? I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I mean, there's never been, there's doubt, been doubts around his temperament and his the delay with the contract, but there's never been any doubts around his ability. He's, in my opinion, the best 17-year-old in the country and we'll just get better and better under Pochettino's tutelage. Yeah. And you can see from all the training videos that Pochettino's got his arm around him all the time, and he's having a laugh and a joke with him, and it just seems like he's slotted in. Yeah, he's, It's almost like he's getting special Poch treatment in a way. He's kind of looking out for him, and that's exactly what he needs to kind of get him on board. with. The, because the thing is, the press is the thing that's going to be the most alien to him. He's not a player that's going to work, work, work. He gets on the ball and he makes things happen, but he won't always work back. So if Poch can get him to work in, in that way as well, then, I mean, he's a special player. The way Pochettino worked with Ali, I know they're, they're different, different players and they can have different temperaments, but that nasty side of it, I think he doesn't mind that, that aspect of it. Um, he's played in teams with Simeone where you've got kind of master heels in that, in that team. and Hatchet under- men. Hatchet men, yeah, yeah. people that, that have a job to do. And, it, and part of that is to wind up the opposition with, Car- with Mar- Marcus Edwards... Um, he, he may be in to embrace his, his perhaps overconfidence in his ability which will bring out a better player if it can be harnessed in the right way if he harnesses that and Pochettino is probably best place to do it more so than any other manager or at least as well as then maybe we really do have I mean we're really excited I'm really really excited for that day in the League Cup where he starts at Tottenham I just want to see that because Is all- he the best player? Well, is he the player with the most potential that we've had in, like, since Hoddle? Since you've seen him? Yeah, I'd <laughs> say he's, he's the best youth player I've seen at Spurs. Yeah, I think he is. In your life? In my whole life, yeah. Shit. I think he might be. No, I mean, I've only been watching the youth team since I was 12, mid-20s. Just give us some of, the, some of the names you thought was going to make it but never did. Thought was going to make it but never did. Mogama. Uh, Yasser Kassim was yeah. the, the big one. Um, David Hutton I really liked. Um, Ryan Mason, obviously. <laughs> I mean, he has made it to an extent, but not... I mean, Mason, I would say, was the other one that I was super hyped about when he was breaking through mm. as, as a forward. Um, and Kane was the other one I loved. Obviously. 
Uh, we're talking about the ones that didn't work out, not the ones that did. Uh, Winks, uh, <laughs> he's had a good preseason. Um, still not sure whether or not he's got it, got what it takes to make it. But I don't know as much as you. So tell me. I mean, he he looks like he's he's fitted in really well. And the thing with Winks is he's quite tough. As well. he's, he's he's not the tallest, but he's again he's stocky. He can hold his own. Physically, he looks able to cope. He's twenty now, so he's been training with the first team since he was sixteen when ADB brought him into the first team training sessions yeah. and he just looks part of the furniture really I was disappointed last year that he didn't play more because I thought that would have stood him in a good stead for the coming season um, there's been a lot of talk about him overtaking Mason and Carroll in pecking order yeah we had a question from GMC1377 on Reddit <laughs> and I do think ultimately that he's a better midfielder than Mason but Winks He's 20 and has played 20 minutes. Mason's 25 and has played 150 matches. So there's a massive discrepancy in experience there. Um, and people are very quick to write off Mason, where actually, alongside a dedicated defensive midfielder, he could he could still be OK. Yeah. Um, at 365, F Football 365, I once got banned from the forum. It's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> what forum? You can't repeat what you said, can you? Can yeah, you? fucking course can. Cool. Yeah. There was a joke. Um, that, I, that Basically, I made a point on one of the forums, uh, the, the, the rooms, the threads they had, that I had evidence that Benga genuinely was a paedophile. <laughs> I said it in a way, it was clearly I was joking, but you can't read it in text. And um, obviously I don't have evidence, I have no idea, and I suspect, strongly suspect that Benga isn't, or has never abused anybody in his life, um, apart from Spurs fans by managing Arsenal. But uh, yeah, that got me kicked off that forum. <laughs> Uh, but where other than that, I, I really like F, F365. Don't, they do good stuff. Uh, they, they, they made this point that someone at Tottenham should basically be knighted for getting out of their round Ali, Dyer, Ericsson and Lorries for less than 50 million combined. Who, okay. who, who is overall... Who would be responsible for all, all, all of that? I mean, Ali, perhaps it was... Although we've been tracking him for, for years, apparently... Um, well, the comment because um, I think Loris came in under AVB. Loris was, I think, that was a lot to do with Levy. He was the one that was dealing directly with the Leon chairman, and the Leon chairman actually said that Levy's the worst person he's ever dealt with. Yeah, that's happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's almost a badge of honour for our fans, isn't it? But but no, I think with Stones cost forty nine, and that lot cost fifty. And Ericsson was part of the Magnificent Seven. Who, yeah. who was in charge of that? That was um, Baldini. Baldini, fucking yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's difficult to say, really. I mean, if we could afford stones at forty-seven million, we'd, we'd we'd pay that much. But the fact is that we we're shopping at a lower level, and we've got to find diamonds in the rough. Now, if you had forty-nine million for stones, would you be all right with that? Well, if if I if I had the resources at Man City, if you had the resources at Man City, then I want to give a fuck. Spend yeah, it, get it done. Exactly. Like I said earlier, it's poker chips to them. It's nothing. Yeah. And Stones is going to be a wonderful signing for them. He suits Pep's style perfectly. He's Stones is a really good player, and he gets so harshly criticised by fans in this country. Um, but all that said, if City want to go and buy the best centre back around, if it was up to me, I'd have bought Alderweireld for 45, 49 million, whatever, because he's the best centre back in the country. Or Benucci, or someone, you know, there's there's players that are better than John Stones for now. You just mentioned an Italian player. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Benucci's great. He's very calm before he can, like, lash out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love Spurs to sign Benucci. He'd be amazing. We don't sign Italians. They don't do well at Tottenham. They just don't. <clears throat> they don't, that's true. You're still here, buddy. <laughs> Tottenham, they haven't spent the money on me yet. They we, should do that. We spent a little bit. <laughs> a couple of years every now and then. George and Kadu, um 
transfer still ongoing. Does anyone care? It's getting to a point where, where we don't, but I think there was an article on Sky saying how the whole thing's just been dragged out. I think there's new ownership at Marseille, which has kind of also dragged it all out. And I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it, is, it has been the most long-winded, boring transfer from a player who probably won't get near the first team squad for a, well, many months. You forget, but Vertonghen was eight, Vertonghen to, to the ages. Yeah, well. but it was the Vertonghen. Oh, he didn't know that. He didn't know that. Of Ajax. Oh, but we were excited about that. He was the captain of Ajax. This guy, none of us have ever heard of. I don't give yeah. a shit what you lot say. Or never, anyone on Facebook Live, no one had heard of him. No one. That everyone was not surprised because that's the kind of player we go for. But now we've got this kind of... It's just gone for so long that no one cares. But transfers shouldn't be about appeasing fans. They should be about improving the squad as a whole, and hopefully that's what they do. But well, that's, that, that's the issue about appeasing fans. I mean, a lot of fans talk about getting a marquee signing, but the whole—I think the whole term's a bit of a fallacy. I mean, um, we had a marquee signing. I mean, I'm not suggesting that because we bought Soldado and. Pavlichenko, people have cost a lot of money in the past. They shouldn't do it again. Yeah. But look at what, what football thesis five have said. It's just, it's just what we do, and, it's, and we're better off doing it that way with um, Ali for cheap, Dar for cheap. But you've got to balance that with the ones that aren't included in that list Paulinho, Soldado, even Lamella to a little bit of an extent, Capu, those kind of guys. You know, you got well, yeah, to trans- trans- if you, you, if you talk about if you, look, if you look about any club, they're not going to have 100% good transfer, right? I mean, um, Everton bought McCarthy from Wigan, but they also bought Niasse, who yep. 30 million done for a call. I mean, it, the thing you're talking about, you think what? that is he that much? Is that much? He's thirteen. He's thirteen. Okay, it's a lot. Thirty. No, no, thirteen. And um, a lot of players. <laughs> when he was like, "I'm in." No, <laughs> how much? No, no, if I said that, he would be straight on it. <laughs> a lot. He, of, no, he would go. What? Front <laughs> table over the like. But but no, I mean a lot. The thing is, Spurs. You think we exist in our own little bubble where we're the only club who buys players that don't fucking work out. Every club buys players that don't work out. It's just. Um, just one of those things. You've got to speculate to accumulate. You know, oh, I would our say hit rate's so. decent. Oh, yeah. we, we haven't had a catastrophic signing in a long time. Kirikesh was catastrophic. Paulinho. But even then, he wasn't expensive, so it's not no. the end of the world. Paulinho was... was no, actually, was you know, towards the end, I'm with Buddy now. I think he did all right towards the end. He held his own. He got, we got you know, money back. He did okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a great... He scored... A, he scored. A, he won us more points than, um, than Sun did. So you look at that, you're supporting Sun. Paulinho won us more points Absolute than Sun. You, if he still banked up more Paulinho stats... That, He's, he's gone now, longer. mate. He's gone to people, China. It doesn't matter. People anymore. don't forget though, man. People still, him. people still keep tweeting me pictures of Paulinho. <laughs> Every time I say something, here's a picture of Paulinho. Fuck <laughs> <Exactly>. off! <laughs> Every yeah. opinion is that against Just pictures of Paulinho. <laughs> That's incredible. You should change your attitude. More of that. Whoever, whoever does that more, the trolling. I think I was, trolling Bardi with. Yeah, what's your Twitter? Bardi, Bardi TFC. Bardi no. TFC. Don't follow. Just troll. Just troll. Just troll me. Um. Adam Fincham on Twitter, he says, if you had to pick one p- position on the pitch you could upgrade to a, with an elite, world-class player, which position would it be or what player would you replace? It'd be behind Kane, probably Draxler. Ericsson, wouldn't it? It would be Ericsson. But let's I'd all say it. I don't want to get rid of Ericsson, I just want to get Draxler. That's not the question. You have to replace one player. Hang on, is that what you said? That wasn't the question. It says, where we could upgrade to an elite-class player, where would it be? So exactly. What player would bring in? That's what he fucking says. If you had to pick one position on the pitch we, we where could we could up, upgrade wait. to an elite world-class player, where would it be? That's, not what player. That's well, not just, getting rid. That's not getting rid. You're not asking Draxler. You've got to say what player you want to get rid of. <laughs> Lamella. I said I don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lamella's crazy. Go on. Uh, 
the thing is, for the squad, you'd just, say definitely Ericsson because exactly, that's the position you. we're weakest in. But I agree. For Tongan, yeah. I'd say is a weaker player than Ericsson. You said Ericsson. I I, th- I would like to see Ericsson upgraded up to what? Because this is world class. Hang on, hang on a minute. So I was getting fucking pelters last no, season. No, 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 deservedly. <laughs> But suddenly, seventy-five percent of the podcast is with me. No, because if you're gonna if you're gonna sign one world-class player, you'd you want him to be difference. an attacking player. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not slating Ericsson. I'm saying that if you could replace him with Dybala or Goetze or Dybala, I'm not saying Dybala. Sorry, <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right, people out there can correct. That's fine, but not sorry. not you right here, right now. Okay, Dybala. Yeah, right, he's quality though, isn't he? Mm. He's Great. like so good. Um. It's, yeah, it's not digging out Ericsson, it's just that that number 10 can make your season, essentially. Ericsson is great. But if you, could get, if you can get Cristiano Ronaldo, then I'd bend off Kane, so swings and roundabouts. That's a good point. Oh, God, oh, Kane. But you won't need... You... No, but if you say the world-class player can get rid of in any position, but, but Wendy made a point there. If you are going to upgrade in any position, it's, it's got to be an attacking position. Yeah. So you, you get rid of um, Ericsson or Lamella. Yeah. I think you'd keep Addy because Addy can get a goal. But, but you'd sign Jackson. Hmm? You'd get Jackson. Off the top of my head, that's the person yeah. I'd pick. You can have any. Jackson's um, good shout. I'd probably pick Neymar then. Yeah, that's fine. I'd, oh. pick, I'd pick Neymar of any, any of those I'll three. I'll have Messi. I'll have Messi, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you said any player. I don't... <laughs> no, he's no good at corners, he's too little. Get, get Suarez over Kane, there you go. Suarez is an awful human being, but. Mm. You want Suarez in our team over Kane? T. <laughs> That should be that should be the title of the podcast. <laughs> T wants Swar- Drop Kane get Suarez. <laughs> Drop Kane get Suarez. I don't want rid of Kane. Um, there was there was there was a question I saw. I think it was Spurs Focus. I saw on, on it was quite an emotive tweet that he said if if you could spend two hundred and fifty million on one player that would guarantee you the treble, would you spend it? And he responded after the results. And 75% said yes, and he said the 26 people who said no, uh, block me. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, let me know who you are so I can block you. What would you do? It's not, I mean, the question's a bit silly, isn't it? But it, what, would you I think take a treble of spending 250 million got you there? I don't, I don't know. know. The, way I feel, really hard. the way I feel right now, I probably would. And I hate Suarez and everything he's done for and his entire family, all of his offsprings, but he is a player that can win you a league title. But you could do it ethically, you could spend that money Fuck ethics, on man. the right player. I eat animals, I don't have a fuck, man. <laughs> obviously they're dead, but... <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously you can. I mean, um, you know, in basketball, I guess the, the, the parallel is Golden State Warriors, they got through draft picks, they improved their team. They didn't just spend. They didn't just like spend loads of money and sell on wages for big players. Maybe we could do the same. And we have we have been ethical to a degree by buying um, Ericsson, Lloris, and Ali. But two hundred and fifty million, I think. The fact that Suarez always made Liverpool win the league. People forget that shit. Yeah, that's true. Single-handedly, almost won him the league. He galvanizes the team. Awful human being, but he galvanizes the team. It wasn't the fact that it was their reaction to his racism yeah. that, that was my my. Problem. No, of course they had. An, I think. Um, one thing that bothers me, this is actually away from football, is that if someone says something racist, their friend says, oh, he's not like that. If a friend of mine says something racist, I say, he's a fucking cunt, he can't say that. Don't care who he is. I say, you know what, he said it, it's awful. Mm. Yeah, but do you think he's a good person? Well, he said that, so he can't be. But they're like, oh, well, Trevor Sinclair came out defending John Terry. Anyway, let's move on. 
I'm going angry. Yeah, here you stand next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Flavor said some awful stuff. I haven't. Behind closed doors. This is fucking live, don't say that. He hasn't. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, and, and how did you feel after the ticketing fiasco? Um, well, it was me and. You well, was in, I, was, I was actually in the queue for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> but you, people were talking like they were queuing up for eight hours and they couldn't do anything else. It was no, just, but. We so all you couldn't go to the toilet. <laughs> you were scared to go to the toilet. I did go for a shit, actually. Did at half nine. No, 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 I should have. But <laughs> at half nine, I went for a dump, took about ten minutes, came back. Did, you, ru- did you run back just in case? No, I didn't run. I don't run. I'm too cool to run. But, <laughs> but no, I was in the queue for eight hours. I mean, luckily, I'm in a quiet period of my job where I can actually check the window is open. Mm. But Bardi's friend made it through to the end of the queue. And Bardi's a tea, you know, I'll get you your tickets, give us a... And that, and that was, you know, Bardi did well, thank you. And thank you, Yago. And um, by the time he completed the transaction, I was in. I was, Absolutely. I was Hello, in. James. Hello, James. Hey, Jimbo. Is it a new season? <laughs> Have you got your kids? Yeah, I've got them, mate, yeah. Mate, you should read out some of the comments in the video. Should I? I've like, taken over the video. There's 420 comments already. Brilliant, all right, I might do that. Enjoy. Nice one, mate. See you later. See you later. Ciao. All right, all right. In, 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 the, uh, in the second half, I'll look up some of these comments and see what, see what people are saying about me. I'm going to save them, <laughs> take them home and play with myself as I read them. <laughs> it, is, it is brilliant. Absolutely superb. All right, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Um... We're now going to jump on Facebook Live and answer some questions if, if there is any, and it's still live. Who cares? Or knows? Yeah. Windy about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the lone players, Philippe Lesniak has been an unused sub twice for Slovan Librec since last week, and I owe Philippe an apology. I said he was Czech last week. Actually, of course, he's Slovakian. Only occurred to me when I was listening back that um, I should have known that since I've explained many times he's played for the Slovakian under 21s, but no one else mentioned it, so I, th- I got away with it until now. Um, the under 21s beat Fulham, Fulham 4 3 at the training centre. Anthony Georgiou scored twice, Ryan Loft scored once, and we won the game with a 19th minute own goal. They start their Premier League 2 campaign against Everton at home on the 15th of August. And the under-18s came back from 1-0 down to win 2-1 away at Charlton. The goals came from converted winger Rio Griffiths, who's been prolific up front over the last few months, and will hopefully have an exciting season for the under-18s. And centre-back Joy McKenna, who popped up with a late winner. We play Southampton in the first under-18 Premier League match. That's on Saturday, August the 13th. Finally, congratulations to Grant Ward. He moved permanently to Ipswich for a fee of around £500,000 and scored a hat-trick after coming at half-time on his debut. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Boyaka. Bardi's Brain Busters is coming up. It's coming. Um, I'm a little bit worried about boosting that up all the time. What's going to do to your ego, to be honest? His ego is big enough. For it's really difficult, but you know, I can live with it. Um, a massive thank you to Alex, Alex's wife, Rianne, who is, um, has kindly packaged and sent out uh, the remaining fanzines that we're, we're overdue on. Uh, and it's such a kind thing because 
it's fucking boring doing it. And her husband's often a fucking jolly. She's at home getting exactly. stuff done. Yeah. So massive, massive thank, thank you to very attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that's important. I would have said the same thing if she wasn't attractive. <laughs> but, but the fact is, she has, and Alex has done very, very well. Thank uh, you, Rianne. We haven't met yet, Rianne. Uh, not me, but all of us. We n- none of us have met you, but um, we can't wait to. It's going to be an exciting night when that happens. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Neither <laughs> <laughs> do I. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've got much love for everything you're doing for us. It's good stuff. All right, season opener. First away game. Um, we've got Everton. Yeah. And um, it's tough because Koeman's come in, but you'd hope that a, a team like Everton are in, in transition because a new manager coming in and implementing players, many of which have been on international duty in the same as anyone else, but Pochettino has been able to <coughs> develop his philosophy at Tottenham for the last couple of years. Kane coming back is not going to be an issue because he understands what he has to do in the team and, and, and the same goes for Adeverard and everyone else. And the fact that um, they don't seem to be able to sign any of their kind of like key players, key targets. Have they anymore? signed anyone? They've uh, signed um, a couple of guys on free. They've signed Stecklenburg, who's terrible. Uh, this Idris Gay from Villa is a good signing. Really? Fielder. Yeah, he was really he was Villa's best player by miles last oh, year, well, I and he, he suits Kuman style. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's actually he's all right. Like he's not. You can't just lump him in with the fact that Villa got relegated. He's a, he's a functional player in the pressing midfield and. Um, I've, <clears throat> I tapped up my friend Dave um, Dave Mason who's not the Dave Mason that did the Spurs <laughs> Guardian preview who's a miserable person um, <laughs> well, Wendy's going to break character for a second <laughs> never break character my, my mate Dave Mason who's an Everton fan um, I tapped him up last night for some info and he said basically um, he's a little bit underwhelmed with how Everton have started a pre-season Lukaku's looking not quite sharp enough um, they haven't been good um, lethargic and I guess disinterested, yeah. He possibly. had a poor Euros as well. Other he than did against have a poor Ireland, year. he had poor games. Yeah, I, ben, I always rated Benteke above him. I always did. I, I always thought Benteke had a bit more style about him. Yeah. Can I ask why it says on a running order Stecklenburg chocolate? <laughs> yeah, that was me, sorry. What does that mean? It's shit. It melts. It's terrible. Right. Chocolate, chocolate is nice. Yeah, chocolate. Joel, the other goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, right? yeah he's, he's mostly decent, yeah. And they've signed um, a guy from Renshaw from Oldham as well. And they've signed a young, promising German from Coventry. Well, I guess it's less about who they're signing and more if there's going to be any Koeman factor at play. I, I think it's too early. I don't think that's his team yet. He needs, he needs more time. It's like a lot of teams are coming into this season and they're nowhere near ready. What We've played how many games at, at home as, as a season opener? The last one I remember was... Man City. But Everton, got, Everton was at home. Is that when we got pumped 5-1? No, no that was 0-0. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. But Everton was a home game where the riots happened. So that game never happened. But um, but yeah, I think it's 7 out of 22 that we've had at home. Um, is it a conspiracy? Um, no, because it's just short of average. It's like four games short of being half and half. I don't know. So it's just the way things work out. If you add another 22 games to that, then it'll probably even itself out. People love a little conspiracy And I guess it's the probability is probably impacted. My maths isn't very good, but it's impacted, I assume, by the fact that us or Arsenal have to be at home. Yeah. So that must, yeah, whatever. Mm. But yeah, it's not a conspiracy. That's that's weird to think it is. 
Well, I mean, um, I mean, last season we famously drew all those games at the start of the season. We had um, that long unbeaten run that's ended when Newcastle beat us at, at home. I think it's important that we come out of the blocks yeah. positive, and we drew 13 games last season, which is a third of our games. Um, so so many. I think I'd rather us lose trying to win than grabbing draws. If you remember the start of last season, which we, we started slowly in, t- slowly in terms of results, but in performances we, we were okay. We, we did I, well. I thought the Sunderland game was our first game where we played half decent. I thought we for 75 minutes we played brilliantly against Stoke yeah. and let them in. Um, we played really well against Man United on the opening game of the season. Yeah, right, as well. We played well against Everton. And oh, yeah, Drew. Kane missed a couple of good chances. And we did okay away to the eventual champions, Leicester. We were winning there. And if we just had our heads switched on for that... We could have so, lost that game 2-1. Wes Morgan had a really had a massive header. That was a good step. It's funny how you remember those things, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, as, I mean, as I said during the break, we say, well, if we finish seventh, is it a bad season? It's how we finish seventh. We drew one all to the eventual champions at their ground, but we could have lost that game 2-1. I think also, um, if you think we, we actually finished with less points than under AVB last season... Sure. So fewer points. <laughs> There's going to be a sticking point for the podcast. Few, fewer points than than the Navy B, but getting there was all the more exciting. Yes, so, exactly. You know, you're right. Exactly how you get to that that final position is is all important. I think last season was a, was a bit of an, a weird one because the previous season, Bentaleb and Mason had done so well. The previous, I mean, they were porous as a defensive two midfielders, but. They had grown over the season. And then when Eric Dar started, I was a bit like, well, is this really ever going to work out? And now he's first choice for Tottenham, first choice for England. So who the fuck knows? Um, those first few games, is like a, as I said about the pre-season, it's like a sparring session, he's trying things out. And long term, Dar worked out on defensive midfielder. That's it didn't just work out. It was a well, it was yeah. phenomenal, wasn't it? So, did you see the Facebook live thing with um, not a weird I missed it I missed, I missed it, it I saw a bit of it you didn't really miss much I mean no one's missing much here if they're not on this Facebook, Facebook live to Cheers. be fair but yeah, it's true uh, the the uh, yeah it was just kind of it was it was Dyer and Ali and obviously it's been built up to be this amazing kind of bromance thing and I'm sure it is I'm sure it's genuine and, and, and they, they do love each other or whatever they're great mates, but it's kind of like sticking on camera now be mm. everything that Spurs fans um, think you are. flogging a bit of a dead <laughs> Yeah, horse. unfortunately, when, when the club gets hold of it, it stops becoming natural and exactly. it almost becomes forced. And you could see they're a bit reluctant to be natural around each other. I, I would like Spurs just to kind of put it away now and just let, them, let it come back naturally through their own social channels instead of having to force it's like it that, Spurs. like your mate in your, in your friends group who's got a big dick and he, he just pulls it out at like a, on nights out all the time and I, at first time I was like fuck you know look at the size of his cock and then and then after about the third or fourth time I'm like just put it away mate it's not funny anymore I had a Welsh Never friend that? at uni who, whose dick was so big that you know remember those yellow bins by the side of the road oh yeah he could like go up to it put his dick in it and then grab it at the other end it fuck off fucking massive I've had one one yeah. friend who used to wrap it around the top of a pint glass yeah and another who had it pierced and would show everyone in the pub that's insane you can't wrap it around the top of a pint glass I couldn't do a beer can I remember being in Tenerife and we were in like some garage club and no. there was like a dance off going and this guy he couldn't he couldn't dance but he got involved in the dance off and just to win it in the end he just pulled down his pants and just slapped it out yeah <laughs> women in it that's what Matt got Gosford to do when, when he uh, he wins the gold for 
for the Team GB. Or just as he's about to cross the line, chuck the oar in and use his dick and just like do the kind of glory, <laughs> glory cross the line. It's like at school. It's like at school when you play football. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you get banned for you, not no, using the boat correctly? Indecent exposure. <laughs> Oh, what a way! What a way to go out and not not win by just using his dick as an oar. <laughs> Going back to Everton briefly, I know uh, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, I just I was just reflecting on the fact that I was saying that things are a bit miserable for them, but actually, when it comes to it on Saturday, there's going to be a buoyant atmosphere there because they've got a new manager, we've got new owners, they've got money to spend. They've made a very smart signing in Williams. Today, apparently, they're trying to sort out the Balassi deal, and we might not think much of Balassi, but he's going to be a big money signing, so there's some excitement. They've got their own young prodigy in midfield in... Is it Tom Davies, I think he's called? He started on the um, opening day, uh, the last day of last season, and apparently was man of the match, and he's he's in line, possibly, to start this one. Mm. I don't know. I dipped into the, the Everton Reddit, and it, there's a lot of anger on there. There's a lot of people upset that their, their chairman now has been there for six, seven months. And other than Martinez going, they haven't seen like a big this big load of money that was going to come in. They're going to transform the club. But again, that, that seems to have happened. Well, that wasn't a promise that Everton owners made. It was just an assumption because that's that comes with every new takeover now. I think fans are just obsessed with new players. They don't care the players. They just love new players. I don't think I've ever been as optimistic pre-season as, as when we signed our seven. Fans, exactly, yeah. They don't care how good the players. If you sign a new player, it's like wow. I mean, Middlesbrough. I've signed um, Negredo and Fisher and Valdez and if you have a new names but ultimately these players have got to go in and blend and do a job and it's all about signing new players but they're not doesn't mean anything but also there's like a discrepancy between online fans and fans at the stadium and it's you know it's Spurs fans are the worst online. We're so negative generally, but then it's becoming more in the stadium. It's it's, you know, that's, it's becoming that's... more blurred now. It's coming a lot more blurred. No, just, fans are always like that. I, I remember my old man. Like we, we'd go on holidays to Spain during the summer because we're rich, and uh, and and high he, season as well. <laughs> yeah, and he'd, he'd, <laughs> yeah, and he pick up he pick up a newspaper and straight to the back look through because that's how you find out about signings. Then yeah. it weren't the but weren't back it? in those yeah. days, the newspaper was always two days old, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're getting your days to it, and then. Fucking not signed anyone. Put the paper down, and that would be it. Why haven't we signed anyone? Because it, it's because it's the most basic form of understanding improvement in a squad. Signing players when, as we saw when we lost Bale and bought seven players, we didn't improve. So oh, I forgot what my point was. No, it's right. And you're, what you're saying is that you, pe- people get jumpy, and then naturally they get to the ground and they realise that this is going to take some time to to establish the team. And Koeman's a very good manager who will. But he will take time to establish the team. Um, and they, their fans will get behind him, I'm sure. But I think we're playing them at a good time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You want to play them at Christmas when everything's established. Yeah. I mean, we will be playing them then, but we'll one game down. Anyway, Matthew Lesnar on Twitter, he says, with Dembele banned, who do you expect to partner Dyer? And do you think this will be uh, problematic, given it might be Mason? Now, it should be Wanyama. It should. But as we've seen so many times, it, not necessarily with Pochettino, but managers in general... He'll kind of go for what he thinks. No, he'll kind of go with, with players that will fit in the system. And you, I wouldn't be surprised if Mason started, but I hope that Wanyama does. And he's been with him throughout the whole pre-season, so he must see what he can do now. And he bought him. Well, the, the worry with that <coughs> is um, is the injury issue at centre-back. 
So if um, Vimmer is, is is injured and Vertonghen's not quite ready, maybe Dar drops in and Mason starts alongside Wanyama. What would you do? I wouldn't play Mason under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> start with 10. That says nothing to do with anything else. Just don't start with Mason. Mason, if you're listening, if any of your family are listening, I love him very much, but just not for this game. That's, just that's... don't start this game. Please don't start. <laughs> but, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean... If he hasn't, if he's got a defensive responsibility and is able to push forward and make things happen, maybe he'll do better. But ideally, he, he wouldn't stop. Uh, if if Vim is out, it does change things. I would probably, if if Vim were to be out, I'd probably go Alderweireld and Kartavikas at the back and Wanyama and Dyer in midfield. That gives Kartavikas good protection in front of him. The the problem is a lack of creativity in that midfield, but. Dyer has shown some really handy signs of being a bit of a playmaker these days. I think um, he, he was showing that at right back when he was. Yeah, he's a good passer of the ball. Great passer of the ball, amazing, uh, made a decent vision for a defensive midfielder and, and a right back. Has a, he can put, play football? You know, his balls are fantastic. His passing fantastic. So I am concerned about it because Dembele offers a completely unique take on that defensive midfielder posi- position, but. Um, We'll just manage. We have to. I played Davies as a left-sided centre back. Well, he did for Wales. Yeah. Well, he played. What well, he played in a three, but um, played like it. Put Davies in centre back. It just does. It does show. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but it does. It does show the cover we've got. Yeah. I mean, if would Davies you, can play centre back. We could play. Would back Winks three. be close to your team? Would Would you have Winks on the bench? No, I would say no, but it's ba- that's based on my just <coughs> preconceived assumptions about what Winks is. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't profess to actually know. Um, if I saw Winks in the team, I probably would worry a little bit. But I wouldn't I'd... be at all surprised, though, would you, if Potch started him? He does, um, he does that kind of thing. He just I throws Bows in. I wouldn't I'd be surprised if you started him above, above Mason. Yeah, I'd be very, very surprised. I'd be surprised, but it's one of those in Potch we trust kind of things, isn't it? He can kind of do whatever he wants. Well, yeah, he's, 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 he's won that right, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so we've come up with four different scenarios. So, so <laughs> the answer is we don't know. <laughs> Um, we talked about their, them coming in. Uh, what, what, what are your predictions? How do you think the game's going to go, go? Are you confident going into it? A one or draw. <laughs> Fuck, really? Yeah. That's what you think? I want us to win. Obviously. I fucking want us to win, but I think it'll be a one or draw. I think Cumin can organise the team very well, and Cumin's teams are very flexible. He can go through at the back and forth at the back, and he tends to adjust how the other team play, and I can just see him just having enough nails to get Everton through the game without getting beat OK well I think we'll win um, I'm interested to see who plays at centre back for them whether Williams goes straight in or whether they play Jagielka and Funes Mori because I think Kane would get the better of Jagielka and Funes Mori whereas Williams he might have a tougher time against they've got Pennington who's meant to be highly thought of in Everton and he might start so he could start um, Coleman I think is a massively overrated right back and I can see us getting at him quite easily um, he's kind of known for his attacking prowess rather yeah. than his defensive ability isn't he yeah Barley, what, yeah, what's the score uh, I'll go 3-1 Spurs Ooh, take that I promise Ricky I wouldn't predict anything ever again oh yeah that's a good point because um, really upset. Well, no, that's the end you can, yeah. you're not going to predict <laughs> uh, I, I predict 2-1 um, Spurs 3-1 evidence brilliant <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's do an episode of Brady's Brainbusters. Brady's Brainbusters. Brady's Brainbusters. 
Barney's Brain Busters back once again. All right, you open it. The envelope has been opened. Uh, T, to this day, hasn't lost a single ever Barney's Brain Busters. Is the pressure getting to you, T? Yeah, if I want to lose, I can just kind of get under my life. But it's so I, thought, I thought my life is I'm under you know a lot of strain at the moment. Me and my family and my friends <laughs> get hustled everywhere we go about this. this it is this one streak. of those things. If you keep winning something, the pressure eventually gets to you. And almost, it's almost better to lose. But I, 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 I just want to see Windy break down with disappointment because he knows the answer, but T gets there first. <laughs> and there's this moment when Windy's eyes, where he's just like, I knew that. I knew I, that. I, I'm now convinced that B, uh, B T is, is borderline Asperger's because he, his brain just clicks into gear. Uh, and and he, he just yeah he can tap knowledge that he hasn't thought about for many years. I work with data for a living, so I have to remember data. He's yeah, like so. uh, he's like Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock Holmes. He's got he goes into his memory palace. He's fucking Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question one: Who am I? Bayern Munich, FC Sion, Odense BK, FC Copenhagen, Bromby, Tottenham, Nico Carson, Wolves. Watford, Herfolger. Nilsson. Alan Nilsson. Boom. Nilsson played for Bayern Munich. No, I didn't get that. That's what threw me. Question two. In 99, Man United famously did the treble, but Spurs prevented them from doing the quadruple. Which striker scored two goals in our 3-1 win League Cup quarterfinal? Ginola got one goal. Ginola did get one goal. Liz Ferdinand. No. Which striker? Sheringham. Sheringham was playing for Man United that game. Armstrong. No, no. Armstrong. No. Was it? It was Armstrong. There you go. Shit the bed. Come on, I can't even celebrate that because I kind of felt like, oh, no, no, I can't be. Is that one all? Yes, yeah, one all. all. Armstrong right. was, on the, was on the bench for the final. Come on, we're in the game. Right. Here, there's a possibility of seven points. I can see the answer. I, I didn't see the answers, but I can see your sheet sometimes. So, it's a possibility <laughs> of seven points on offer here. What? Seven points. Yeah. How is, it, is this going to work? Since the, well, if you if you can't get any, I'll stop. Since the end of the Second World War, how many former players have managed Spurs? I'm going to give you a point for each one. We've got, we've got a name on what count? How many? How, name names. Ben how ben many? Hoddle. Nicholson, Venables, Hoddle. Hoddle, Chris Hewton. You can't give him fucking four <laughs> points for that. <laughs> I got I got Hoddle first, but Hewton was my other one. No, I'm not accepting... Oh, dealers. Oh, dealers. No, what the fuck? You can't just give him five points like that. It destroys the game. Okay, I'll just give him one, but I'll fuck you know, know, guys. He, he, just, he just won the whole game based on that round. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll Tim give him... Sherwood. Tim Sherwood was one. Is that all of them now? I'll give Wendy so one. Is there enough rounds for us even to catch him? You can beat him. You can catch him. Well, how long is this going to go on for? I got, I got huddled before T as well. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry. What? <laughs> What? How many okay. got left? Windy, Windy can pull his back. Is that, is that it? Those. No, there's more. There's Arthur Rowe, Bill <coughs> Nick, Venables. I should have thought this Venables. through because T's a monster. Arthur Rowe, Bill Nick, Venables, Aussie, Hoddle, Sherwood, and Clements was actually a first team coach alongside. Doug Livermore, can I have a point? You have Clements, but not Chris Hewton. That <laughs> Jesus is Christ. Chris Hewton was a caretaker, Steve Perryman. This is a conspiracy to make me lose. Steve Perryman was a caretaker and Clive Allen was a caretaker. So that doesn't count as a caretaker, that doesn't count. No. Okay, killer. Same as last week. All right. With the score. For sake. It's brutal. So, we're going to start with Windy. So, last week we finished on Adebayor with 35 Premier League goals. 
Pavlichenko, lower or higher? Lower. Yep, Windy's still in. Everson, lower or higher than Pavlichenko? How much did Pavlichenko get? 20. Everson's got more than that, surely. Yep, Everson got higher, 36. Flav, Genus, higher or lower? Lower. Yep. Tim Sherwood, Windy, higher or lower? How many did Genus have? 21. Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. Lower. Don't give the fucking answer lower. to him. Deli Alley. The way you said it, Deli well, I was asking. Higher or lower than Sherwood's 12 goals? Lower. Lower. Jason Dezel, higher or lower than Deli Alley's 10? Dezel. Lower. No, it's higher. Fuck! Out. How the fuck has he done that? Jason Dezel, 13. Fuck! That is evil. I'd have gone higher, to be fair. I'd have gone higher, too. Oh, fuck you, too. <laughs> Rory Allen, higher oh. or lower? Oh, come on. Lower. <laughs> lower. It's on two. Carl Walker, higher or lower? Higher. Correct. Four. Danny Rose, higher or lower? Ooh. Then four. Higher. Higher. Yeah, six. Michael Dawson, higher or lower? Fuck me. Oh, fuck that. I want to say lower. No, seven. Oh, there you go. Windy Point wins. to Windy. Windy. So that's four. So one point behind. Four, three. Can I still win, though? Yeah. There are on there are one, two, three. This is a quick round. There's one, two, three, four points on offer here. Win. I can win. So I'm this saying. is... It comes out if I win. This is question five. Hashtag numbers. So for, this is an example round. I'm going to give you a list of players yeah. because the squad number is about to be announced and you've got to say what squad number they are. Okay, so for example, this is a test. Austin, Carr, Nabet, Chimbonda. Two, number two. Right, okay. Okay? <clears throat> so There's no chance we've got this. It's fucking oh, yeah. two, in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, 26, 26. <laughs> Sedgley. Four. Four. Five. Five. Sedgley, Nevercox. So guys, guys, just Ginola, Poyer. 14. 14. I said that first, didn't I? Guys, he's got you. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I'll take that. Three! So it's four, it's three to Windy, four to T, three to Flav. I got points taken off as well, it's unfair. Right, next one. Gonna, David McDonald. Test that. David McDonald. Oh my God. Kasky, Fenn, Dezel. 23. Domingo. 15. 15. Jackson. 18. Blondell. 20. 20. Oh! It's four all. Blondell. Next one was Dawson and then Ali. I like the way it gets easier as it goes on. Of course, it's, yeah. it's classic Vardy. This is what I'm going out. Peter Beadle. Hendry. Carr. Two. Two. Clements. Three. Slabber. 14. Bobby Zamora. 25! 25! 25! Shit! T's in the lead! How many points left? Uh, there's, there's one, there's two points left. Two points left! Oh man. So, so Windy, Windy needs them both. <laughs> so Flav, go on operation I distraction. I can't operate under pressure. I'm abdicating. I, I, you can't, don't you fucking dare. I'm removing myself from the competition. <laughs> you dare, don't. This is unfair. Windy, it's on you two. Actually, hang on. I can draw with T. You can draw. So I'm still in. in. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually, I'm out. I want you to win. Okay. <clears throat> Howls. Windy focus. Howls. 15. 15. Holy fuck. Go back to the tournament now, then. See, you're distracting Windy. <laughs> what are you saying, talking? <laughs> you need to be quiet. and focus. I can't. I can There's never T. be quiet. T doesn't do banter during this. She stands there. <laughs> still. <laughs> 
doesn't Fuck. celebrate, he just waits. He's done it again. An assassin. He's done it again, isn't he? He's done it again. Now, fuck it, let's do the last question just because. What links Alex Young, Espen Bardson, Bobby Mims, no, Pat Van der Howe, David Ginola, Gaza, Simon Davies? Alex Young, Espen Bardson, Bobby Mims. Who the fuck is Alex Young? Pat Vanden Howe, David Ginola, Gaza, and Simon Davies. They play for Everton. All play for Everton. Uh-huh. Alex Young played for Tottenham. Yeah, that's what they're into. Alex playing? Young was one of the players who won the league for them in 1970. So, I don't know, didn't they play for Tottenham? <laughs> Give him another bonus. Alex <laughs> Young, Alex Young is a Scottish international, I remember Fuck it. Fuck me. Like, is there anyone out there that thinks that they can beat T? Because we're. we're, we're <laughs> We're going to do a live show at some point, right? Don't do this. No, no, fuck you, it's happening, because you deserve it. We're going to do a live show at some point, and uh, we want to find the best, the guy who's most... Just fucking does quizzes about Tottenham all the time, just just smash tea live in front of loads of people. Yeah, that's Second World War question. I didn't think tea was... I thought everyone would be like, oh, oh, tea just came out, boom! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now you're really losing your mind. Well done, T. Cheers. Done it again. Again, the crowd is silent <laughs> as I walk out my arms aloft. When you go home, do you wank off to the silence after people were... <laughs> silence makes me wank all the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like crowd noise. I like silence. Silence is better for mindies, I've found. Yeah, memory ones, yeah. yeah mem- 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 memory wanks are so much better than all other wanks. I like it when it's serene. Because yeah. if you create enough... If you can use your brain to bring you to climax, that's... Bravo brain. That's powerful. <laughs> a lot of people complain that pornography is uh, ruining the minds of, of young people. Yeah. They've got unrealistic expectations for how sex should be. Yep. So they watch a porn and they think, you know, you spit on her back. That's what women, <laughs> that's what women want. But it isn't. It's not really. You've got, like, you got to love them and care for them. I'll tell you what, if there's any young pe- people listening to this uh, who haven't had sex yet, don't choke women during sex. They don't, don't like don't it. Don't do that, no. They don't like it. I'm not saying I've, I've explained. I'm not saying that from experience. Safe but. word, safe word, safe word. If you do, yeah, yeah like, no. I mean, if you're having a healthy, healthy relationship and and you think that's something you both want to get into, then fucking fair fucks, do it. But safe word, have a fucking safe word. Or people get, die. What's your if safe you're word? Getting choked. You're not gonna. Mine's Rory Allen. Mabuzela. Mabuzela. A bit of mouthful. Okay. Hand down your throat. When you've been choked out. Oh, it's a border. <laughs> and then what? What? The goal he scored against Leicester. Thunder bastard. What have we become? That's what we are, really. Uh, Bardi, bravo once again. Although that the multi point multi point scoring shit. If T knows something, he's going to clear yeah. it up. Yeah, that's, I agree. That, that's... Multi multi points is gone. Do you All know right. what this reminds me of? Um, another non football related thing. In the NBA, there's a player called Walt Chamberlain, who Malcolm Gladwell spoke about on that podcast. And, yeah. Um, he was so dominant at basketball, they changed the rules for him. They've goaltending and they've changed the way the, book, the court was laid out because he was so dominant, scored 50 points a game. You guys are doing this for Barley's brain busters of me. Because well, like, I keep yeah. winning, you're changing the rules. Well, I mean, you took a point off me as well. Technically, T's right because if, yeah. if T hadn't just cleaned up in that round or if T wasn't as dominant, dominant as he is... We wouldn't be talking about changing the rules. If, yeah, if that had been Ricky there... T- fuck you, mate. <laughs> fuck you. If that had been Ricky there, or Alex, it would have been a little bit of silence as you guys thought about it, but he just came out, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Because I, I was... I, I, oh, I can't remember what I said, but... <laughs> I, I was quite chuffed with mine, but then it was just this barrage of fucking truth. <laughs> barrage of truth coming from T. When I listen back to the pod when I'm not, not on, I press pause once Barley's read the question. 
Because I don't have to worry about T spoiling the fun for me. Like, I actually get a chance to think about the answer. I'm ruining the pod for people. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. You're making it because one day you f- you're, you're going to get beat. You fuck. Can you imagine the day when he loses? It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll be happy. I'll get an off the pressure off higher open top bus. It'll be like winning the League Cup in '99. <laughs> really will. I've um, got a question from Cock and Bales on Reddit. He says, "Can you explain 1882? How it started? What what it does and what it has achieved?" All right, just quickly, because most people know about this already. Um, 1882 started because um, we felt that uh, youth football, youth players, deserved as much attention because they're wearing the lily white shirt as, you know, first teamers. So we came up with this idea in the first season of the podcast to <clears throat> to meet up in a pub in London Bridge to watch Spurs under 16s, I think. 18s. Under 18s playing a youth, FA Youth Cup at Charlton. We had no idea how many people were going to turn up. We thought maybe 30, 40, and there was about 250 people. We went down there, we sung all the way. Um, we sang in the ground for 90 minutes. And what actually happened was the Spurs players, they kind of reacted in a way I didn't expect them to, which they came over to where we were sitting in the, uh, in the corner of the valley. And, and they, yeah, they applauded, and we applauded them, and there was this moment shared... And it was an incredible thing, an incredible buzz that we'd come up with this idea and, and, and not that loads of people turned up, that was fantastic as well, but it wasn't, they didn't turn up because we told them to, obviously, they turned up because it was Tottenham. Um, and, but but the, the fact that there was this moment between Tottenham fans and not just us, but Tottenham fans and Tottenham players was an incredible thing and we got a massive buzz off of it. And we decided to do it at White Lane. Next game was against Barcelona in the FGN. Sorry, next-gen next gen, next gen competition, which is kind of like Champions League for, for youth players. Was there uh, any, um, any of the players in that game at Charlton who are now in the first team? No, Cool Thirst and... Um, I remember Cool Thirst been in that game. Ogilvy played, I think. Um, uh, Pritchard played in the game against Barcelona. Pritchard played against yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. He's gone. Um, I remember Modeste, the right-back. Um, I love number two, remember that? Yeah. I don't, so, know, I don't know what he's up to now, but... Uh, well, I don't know, he probably fell out of football. Was Corker playing? I don't, I don't think. I think he's a bit older than that at the time. Yeah. Um, no, he wouldn't have been. Luongo, I think, was, might have been playing or Luong- watching. He was there, wasn't he? Luongo may have been there, but so players play for Spurs at the time. <laughs> That's what we. What we- but the, <laughs> the thing was, it was eighteen eighty two was a different name then, but it was intended as a flash mob to surprise the team and surprise them with songs and. Um, I think we've. I, thought I don't that, like that word flashbulb well, associated yeah. to it. I, I get what you're, I get yeah. what you're saying, but a gathering it, of people like yeah. it, it, it was it was Spurs fans that we kind of just through the podcast managed to organise. That's what it was. Yeah. But um, I mean the the zenith, the high point of eight and eighty two was um, the Arsenal game, which I wasn't at. Under twenty ones. To this day, that fucking kills me. But um, but yeah, that was the day. That was the last ever game at Underhill, Barnet's home ground. And there must have been hundreds of us that turned up and we sang and our There was, was 1,300. Yeah, so uh, hundreds, but, technically. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's not part of the brain buses now. <laughs> but but the, uh, it, it, that was his Zenith. But again, again, it wasn't, it wasn't 1882. It was Tottenham that brought yeah. people there. And, and 1882 was only ever, and is only ever, because it still exists in some fashion, was only ever an idea about getting like-minded fans together. It wasn't, it wasn't us trying to be this kind of... Um, I look at us at what we're doing kind of thing and, I, and that, a lot of criticism came in about us trying to 
and seeing us about above our station, and, and I can understand that. I can understand why people thought that, that what, the way we support our football club isn't enough, or it's not it's not representative of what good support should be. It wasn't that at all. It was just about if, if people want to support the club in a certain way, about those people being able to get together under, under an umbrella, and that, that's kind of what what it was, and and what it still could be. Um, and what it's achieved, I don't know what it's achieved. I, I think a lot of people seem to miss that point. They say, well, we were 1882 going to be. I think 1882 was, was, was stabilisers on the bike, right? Now our fans sing, stabilisers are off, we don't need a block, just go there and sing. It's not, I mean, obviously, 1882 will be at other games in the future, but it shouldn't be a case of, well, we're in this block. This is our specific block. I mean, I think through 1882, lots of people have become friends. Mm. Those friends have grown. People have... Lots of friendships are made through 1882. And there's enough, there's enough of people within the 1882 group that they buy tickets together anyway and sing anyway. I and suppose... Look, listen, it, it, Spurs have always had a great support. We've always been loud at White Hart Lane at certain times. And there's, there's times like any other club in, uh, in the Premier League, in top flight football across the world, really, that... Not the world, but Europe. But the it was just it's just that certain games. I felt when we realised it could work at first team that Europa League, for example, the atmosphere was generally turgid. It was quite yeah. bad, um, and there was an opportunity there. The ground wasn't selling out. We thought we could buy together, sing, and by and large, most people got on board and, and, and enjoyed it. What, what we've achieved, we've not we've not achieved. We never set out to achieve anything. It wasn't like this grand plan to bring atmosphere back to White Hart Lane it was just an opportunity for people to get together and sing a bit at football that's it that's all it was it wasn't trying to save atmosphere how could that's a ridiculous thing to say oh just saving atmosphere at White Hart Lane White Hart Lane's on its day the best stadium in Britain bar none it's fantastic yeah I mean those those um, seven minutes after Kane scored against Arsenal yeah. last season was an example of what the crowd can achieve and um, generally our fans do sing um I think it. I think maybe towards the. I can't say towards the end because it's still going. But people thought it was like them against us. And we had those two guys come on the show, the shelf side. Oh, that, that, but that wasn't. That was. Yeah. That was fairly recent. Uh, fairly recent into what, it. Yeah, but it's a case of eighteen eighty two. It's not us and them. It's not our little block against everyone else. It's just um, a place on the ground where you're safe. In the knowledge that you can sing, oh, and no one's going to say sit down or, or you get mugged and, off, and, yeah. and people join in as well. Yeah. And that's the thing I was going to say. There's the, the thing to me that's a kind of a trivial achievement is the fact that we've now had a group of people watching and cheering for young players who are now in the first team. They've <coughs> got songs because we we were watching them as as a group. Yeah. Yeah. So Onima's got a song, and Kyle Walker Peters got a song, and Carter Vickers has got a song. They, They've got songs before they've even become first team regulars, which I think is a really cool thing. Yeah, um, I, I think a couple of people are asking about eighteen eighty two at the uh, youth games. I'm, I mean, I, I might be wrong in this, but my the last couple that I went to were it just kind of the attendance dropped and the and, and the energy around it dropped a little bit, which is understandable. Um, if, if we got a good draw in the youth cup this year, or if we Arsenal. play Arsenal at White Hart Lane, then mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll think of one hundred percent. Absolutely, we would. And a lot of our games are at Stevenage as well, so you know, it's a lot. Difficult. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot went into why why United two faded away to a certain extent. We drew some very big teams in the Europa League, which meant that that they took the allocation for Block Thirty Five. Block Thirty Five being the only place that we could possibly sit as eighteen eighty two. In a game, when the away allocation takes that block, it makes it impossible. Uh, obviously, the rise of in, in the performances 
of Spurs' team, brought more people back to the stadium. Um, next season, obviously, we're, we're in Wembley. The club have already allocated a section of the ground which is for like-minded fans to sit in. So it it would have been silly for us to say, well, we want to take another block um, because you'd be kind of fighting against what the club wants. And sometimes you need to do that. And we have done that with stuff we've done in the past at the Fighting Cock. But um, ultimately it's about um, kind of if, if the club are working towards generating atmosphere or, or allowing people to, to, to generate atmosphere rather than telling them to sit down or, or diluting them by... By, by separating where people sit and whatnot, um, then you have to support it, and, and we, we don't want to, to make that more difficult. So I don't, at this stage, I don't know what's going to happen at eighteen eighty two. It may, it may never make another appearance of White Lane again because it's not necessary. And like I said many times, it would be great to get to a situation where the word eighteen eighty two doesn't even have to other, mean anything other than when the club was formed. Um, because fucking stadiums loud, full of people. All right, I hope that answers your point. Cock and bales. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Finley on Facebook, he says, is the way this past season ended a blessing in disguise? Hard lesson learned as now players know the standards they need for a late season title push. So he's basically asking why why that went wrong. Is it, is it about us not learning lessons? I don't think it would... I kind of answered that before, but... Have they learned their lessons? It's about how well their legs can carry them in that point, surely. Well, I think the lessons being learned is the two signings, for example. Um, it showed if an important player is going to be missing for a bit of time, an attacking player like Dembele, then you can put Wanyama in and put other players in, in, in and around, or even Jansen in there. So I think the club on the whole have learned lessons from them. And obviously Pochettino gave a compelling enough argument to get those two players in. So... Um, I think the players will have learned as well. I don't think... I mean, Dembele is one of the old, oldest players in the squad and he was the one who's been banned for five games. Yeah. You know, I mean, Barnard, it wasn't the younger players who were really the ones well, not getting banned. Well, Ali aside. You know, I think our play... I think we've got quite an even-tempered team. I think the biggest way. question last season was what will what, what we do if Kane gets injured? So we know the answer now. Yeah, that was, that, that was a worry. That was a concern. Um, I... Um, I mean, there was just. I mean, those five games, the, the last five games of last season. If I, if I, if I told you a story that that was going to happen, you would laugh at me. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to have the Battle of Stamford Bridge. You're going to draw home to West Brom. I'm going to lose home to Southampton. Think, what the fuck? But football is one of those games. The beauty of the sport of football is that you can never predict. It. You can pre- you can prepare as much as you like, but shit's going to happen, yeah. and you just got to just got to deal with it really. I mean, the only thing that got me through that last five games was in the middle of it against Southampton. I was in Amsterdam and off my pickle on mushrooms. <laughs> I talked about that on the pod. But uh, the result didn't really matter. It kind of was just a big, colourful, beautiful mess. Yeah, well, I was in St James's Park at, at the 5 1. And, um, oh, Jesus. I'll oh, turn that with me to my grave. <laughs> <laughs> How bad was it? I've been since that day. Well, um, I've said in the pod already, I had to, about to break up a fight, which was fun. Giza was the size of a house. I had to kind of hold him and smash my friend's head in. Um, but. It's one of those things where when you're at a game and he's had enough fucked up, well, you know, <laughs> I have that effect on people. But when I think it almost softens a blow when you're at the game, because when you're at the game, you're shouting, you're venting, and the results happen, you just kind of get over it and move on. When you're at home, you feel a bit powerless. So I thought, well, shit happens. 
just don't read the, just don't read the internet for a few days and I didn't and I felt fine alright uh, final question Jake Marvin he says should I ditch my mates in Berlin to find a pub to watch the Everton game yes, yes. Yeah. unanimous yes you ditch your friends from Tottenham yeah yeah yes it's two hours I'm just asking a question Jesus well, no, 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 no. you the put way, the question in there it was the way you answer, uh, answered the question how answered would you ditch them though just I'm fucking going to watch Spurs it's, it's what, what are you four, gonna do? it's four o'clock till six o'clock their time right yeah it's two hours it's if not they're real mates they'll come and keep you company yeah, they want to watch the football. Well, what would you do? I'd, go, I'd, watch the fo- I'd watch the football as well. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah. If you're with your friends, most of my friends like football and they'd watch the game with me. All so. my friends support Tottenham. None of, not, not a lot of my friends do. I'm lying, but yeah. <laughs> if they, I mean, unless they're into... I don't know. If they don't, if they don't like football... Or they support other teams. Get rid. You've got time to find new friends. I've got a lot of in Berlin. friends. In Berlin. Yeah. Good people. Yeah, of course. Go and watch the game. For fuck's sake. Watch it. <sighs> Anything to add? Not much. Not much to add, really. Um, I've had a good time the last hour. It's good, yeah. it's good to win um, the, the game again. I just can't wait you for know. the... Uh... For the seasons to start, so yeah. Yeah, because it's all just it's all just a preamble, isn't it? I mean, who gives a fuck about talking heads on TV, talking about a hundred million pound signing? I mean, I don't care what these cunts. Just just play football, kick a ball around. What are you saying? Until sh- we're all excited, we all wanted to start, and then if we lose, we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like that game against West Ham. The game against West Ham, it was like for eighty nine minutes. You're like for uh, season four last. Eric you're like, for yeah. fuck's sake, I, just, oh, I was there too, humble break. Drawing, draw like, you know, and, and then Dyer scores, and you're like, I fucking One love of the football. Best moments <laughs> recently I love football. Tell, tell you what, the Bolton 2 0, when Campo did a P roller from 100 yards out. Like, <laughs> yeah. That season, we were just full of beer. Like, fuck yeah, this is our season. Got new kits, I think it's a turquoise kit. Oh, yeah, we're going to fucking smash it up. There's 2 0 to fucking Bolton. Yeah.
Nothing. Not a lot. Buddy. Thank you. Oh, we, don't we need articles? Aren't, you haven't done much, have you? We've got three articles yeah, three in yeah. this week. Came in today, but I've been fucking busy doing three, brain busters. Three artists. I'll sort tomorrow. All right. Uh, all right, thanks again once for downloading the Fighting Cop. We'll be back proper. I mean, we're back two weeks, but we're back talking about Tottenham and football and, and all the football we've been doing on, on the goals. All the goals. All, the goals. all those goals. All the goals going in. All those goals. Oh, we're going to get done for now, aren't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.